It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. To the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined from Kansas City by our tribe beat writer Paul Hoynes. Paul, uh, the Indians uh, took a tough one on Friday night, losing to the Royals in their first meeting of the season. Uh, Carlos Carrasco gave up six runs in less than an inning uh, of his his start. Uh, what did you see out of Cookie, and, and what did the Indians see? And, and is is it reason to be alarmed? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure, Joe. I mean, this is, uh, you know, I don't know if, if uh, Carrasco doesn't like to pitch in the cold weather or, uh, you know, I know they, when, you know, after his first start of the year in, against the Twins, that's, uh, you know, Tito kind of alluded to that, that he was not a big fan of pitching. It was 34 degrees that night. It was 56 degrees last night at Kauffman Stadium. Uh, but it, it was just over fast. I mean, you know, everybody, everybody I talked to last night, including Carrasco, said he had no velocity, no control, no command. It was like uh, he was nowhere man, you know. He just came out there and, and had nothing, and uh, and the Royals let him know about it. He was done in 28 pitches, Joe. He was gone. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> that being said, is he healthy? And, and that's the, the big question was as soon as you see something like that, you, you immediately jump into <clears throat> You know, is he okay physically? Yeah, he said he was fine. Uh, Frank uh, Francona said he was fine. Um, you know, so may, I guess we right now we just uh, chalk it up as a bad start. But uh, I would think uh, you know there's kind of a red flag there. I mean, two he's had three starts. One's been in one he struck out twelve guys in five innings, and the the other two were you know, you know were not good. I mean, he gives up twelve runs. In, in the other two uh, starts. So, uh, you know, I, I, I would think that, you know, hopefully this is just, uh, you know, kind of a veteran guy getting his legs under him. And, you know, he, he like, I guess if we go back to spring training, you know, he, he uh, Kluber, him, and Clevenger, you know, really were on a kind of a different program. Uh, they didn't pitch in uh, Cactus League games until they reached the 50-pitch limit. And then they were kind of eased into the uh, spring training. So maybe maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. But he certainly didn't look good last night. Well, and, and that gives us – you know, you bring up Kluber, you bring up Clevenger. Clevenger, uh, of course, is, is now on the disabled list – or, I'm sorry, the, the injured list. And looking at the potential, uh, un- however unlikely, uh, of surgery uh, to, to repair the Terrace Major – muscle in his uh, upper right back. Uh, this is an injury that 
if he doesn't have the surgery, could take up to uh, six to eight weeks to to recover from. If he does, maybe slightly longer. Uh, what's the the latest there? I mean, this is the Indians starting pitching staff now. The strength of this team coming into the season that everybody had talked about uh, now has has question marks all over the place. Yeah, I think uh, you know this couldn't have happened at at, at a more. Uh, you know, it couldn't have happened at a worse time and to, a, you know, a, uh, you know, a, a, another a, the key position on the team with losing a starter uh, like Clevenger, who was throwing very well. You know, not only was he, you know, he won 12, 11, 12 games last year, but he was off to a great start this year. And, um, yeah, it, it hurts, you know, and you, you look at the key players they've lost, Lindor, Kipnis. Uh, Clevenger to injuries, you know, Zimmer, you can throw him in there too. Uh, so, you know, this is a team that, you know, kind of is kind of a house of cards almost. Uh, it was built on, uh, on a, you know, kind of the, uh, the theory that we've got, we've got enough really good players. So uh, to get through this division, to carry, you know, a, a uh, some untested players and all the key players are getting hurt. So, you know, and that's, uh, it's not a good thing right now. So uh, yeah. And Clevenger, you know, we just don't know, I guess uh, surgery or, or they, you know, surgery or no surgery, I guess the, uh, you know, the uh, recovery time is, is almost the same, like you were saying. So I would think they, they would not want to go into, into his, into his shoulder and operate on it. But who knows, you know, and uh, we talked to uh, Francona about him yesterday. Uh, he said, you know, he's not, you know, he's just doing lower body stuff now. He's he's just kind of recovering right now. Uh, you know, he's in kind of a shutdown mode. And I'm still, I, I know he's working out and stuff, but he can't do anything with his upper body. So the the start that Clevenger had gotten off to and everybody kind of noticed the, the velo was up, the velocity was up. He was hitting, uh, you know, as high as 97 on the gun uh, in, in those two starts. And, and he was doing this in, in that second start with the injury that he had, you know, he'd sort of said he had felt it in the second inning and he went on uh, to, to pitch. And uh, I, I believe he threw, you know, what, five innings of. Yeah. Five scoreless uh, innings. Scoreless in, in his second outing. I, I, impressive that he was able to sort of power through that. But again, you're talking about, uh, a guy who's, who's who's been through surgeries before. He's he's dealt with with injuries. This is just one of those ones where it's like he's he, it it feels like he could lose the if not the whole season, then a, a good chunk of it. Well, yeah, I think you know you're out for six to eight weeks. You figure you know uh, that's that's the, the all star break. Yeah, you know you're late June at best, maybe, but then you got to go into rehab. You've missed all that time. Uh, you know, it's not like you're going to make two rehab starts and be, you know, be right back in, in, in the big league rotation. Uh, yeah, like you said, it's it's the all-star break. It's after the all-star break. Uh, and they're going to be extra careful with them. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, this was a this was a big, big blow. And, and uh, right now, uh, like you were saying before, like we were talking before, uh, you know, they've got they, – they could go with a four-man rotation after uh, Saturday night when uh, – uh, when Jeffrey Rodriguez comes in to make a spot start. But after that, you know, eventually you're going to need a fifth starter. So, you know, they're going to have their, their depth is going to be tested. Maybe Adam Plutko will be healthy by then. 
but we don't know. So this is a, this is a test right now for them. And, uh, and right now they're kind of flunking it. All right. Uh, Chris Antonetti, uh, prior to the game Thursday in Detroit, uh, we, we asked about Adam Plutko and he said, Plutko is still, uh, you know, weeks away is what he said from, from being, from getting any sort of meaningful work to, to get back on the, on the mound and, and, and pitching any meaningful games. So, uh, you know, Pluco might not be an option anytime in the near future. And there's, there are options down on the, at the AAA level right now that, you know, aren't necessarily the options that we're accustomed to seeing. I, last year, the Indians had five guys basically make all of their starts. Uh, I think, I think seven different pitchers yeah. started games for the Indians last year, Tomlin and Pluco, in addition to the, to the five who were in the rotation this year when the, at, the, at the beginning of the year. Uh, that's not going to be the case this year. To, to show you how rare, uh, you know that that sort of thing is. That's not going to be the case this year. They're they're going to have to sort of mix and match in that in that fifth spot. Uh, names like Asher Wojciechowski, uh, and you know, I, I, I'm sure Chiwi Hu Chiwi Hu is is a possibility, and that's a guy who who really had a rough spring. Yeah, Cody Anderson. I guess if they get him stretched out. Mm-hmm. He, he might be able to help them. Maybe, and like, you know, you wrote uh, last week or earlier this week, maybe they have to go with a, uh, you know, an opener and mm-hmm. uh, work it that way. And, you know, uh, Jeffrey Rodriguez is certainly a candidate for something like that when when you, you could open, you know, with somebody and then bring a Jeffrey Rodriguez in or or whatnot. Um, let's, uh, let's take a look now at, at the offense, which – was if, if Carrasco was bad last night, the offense was equally bad. Uh, Tyler Naquin hit a home run off of Brad Keller, which is something that not a lot of people have done in the last year or so. I think he went in with 53, 54 innings of, of uh, pitched where he hadn't given up a home run. So uh, yay for Tyler Naquin. But you're looking at uh, an offense that, that didn't manage to score a run after that. and um, you know, things are not good. Jason, or, um, Jose Ramirez is, is struggling again. He had a double last night, but, uh, I think that was one for his, you know, last like 18, 19, uh, at bats. Uh, what are you seeing offensively out of this team? Yeah. I just think, uh, you know, they're struggling. I mean, even in Detroit, they, I mean, they scored eight runs in, in one game and that was like a uh, cornucopia of offense. They, they really haven't, uh, you know, I don't think they they, I don't think this team is built to score a lot of runs. I mean, not with Lindor and and Ramirez out, and you know what happened and what they what the, you know the, what the ownership did to the uh, to the lineup over the winter. I, I just don't think uh, they're 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 going to score a, a ton of runs. Their 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 mantra ma- mantra mantra is to score one more run than the opposition. And, <laughs> you know, so I I, I don't think uh, you know. To their credit, there's you know there's still what they're they're eight eight and five, which you know I think uh, you know given how they entered this season and, and the changes they made in the winter is is not a is not too bad, but um, you know they, they it would, this team is so reliant on starting pitching that that now you've got to wonder do, do they have enough offense to uh, to uh, uh, 
to to hang with them. And if if a starter is going to have a an outing like uh, Carrasco did last night, and and it just puts more uh, emphasis on getting guys like you know Kipnis and and Lindor back, and and bringing up a guy like uh, maybe Carlos uh, Carlos Gonzalez from AAA. I mean, you, they really need to uh, infuse some talent into this offense. Right, and you know that was that was sort of the case. You you. Uh... You looked up, it was 6 nothing in the first inning, and the game was pretty much over because you realized that the offense really doesn't have the punch to, to be able to get back into it. Now, I, I believe they loaded the bases uh, uh, the following inning. Uh, Ramirez had the double where they, they stopped Leonis Martinez, Mike Sarboff with the brakes on, stopped yeah. Leonis Martinez at third base. Could have, could have put a run on the board there because it looked like Martin could have scored. But... Uh, you know, they load the bases and Hanley Ramirez grounds out. Uh, that really sort of – you look back to that moment as being the one where if they were going to get back in the game, that was going to be it, and, and, and they, they couldn't do it. Um, yeah, and then, then they intentionally walk Santana, which is a right. smart move because, uh, you, know, with, uh, you know, with Hanley Ramirez hitting behind him. I mean, so, you know, it's uh, – you know, I, I, you know, you can pitch to this lineup. I mean, there, there's no, uh, there's no question about it. And if if you have one hot guy in the lineup and it's, uh, and it's uh, Carlos Santana, well, you're going to avoid him. And uh, he was intentionally walked twice last night mm-hmm. uh, for like that's the, only the second time that's ever happened to him in his career. All right. Well, you mentioned uh, Jason Kipnis and Carlos Gonzalez. They are down at AAA. Uh, in Columbus, which is playing in Durham this weekend. Got rained out last night. Uh, Kipnis, not necessarily tearing it up at the plate, I think, in 12 appearances. He's he's under 200, a couple of hits. Uh, Gonzalez, you know, starting to starting to look pretty solid. He hit a home run the other day. Um, he's batting over 300. And uh, Tito mentioned that you'll probably see Kipnis on this trip. Didn't want to tip his hand necessarily about Gonzalez, but uh, those are those are two guys where if, if you if you are going to make a move and bring them up, uh, things on the twenty five man roster and the forty man uh, you know roster are going to have to start moving. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think those guys, you know, like you said, Kipnis is going to you know if he doesn't join a team in in uh, in Kansas City, I would think it'd be in Seattle. Uh, you know, Gonzalez has the opt out on. Uh, April 20th and uh, this this road trip ends on the 17th so either you know you add him on the trip or you add him in Cleveland I think you know he's showing he's showing that he can hit you know that and I think he's uh, I think you got to give him a look you brought, you signed him for a reason you sent him to Columbus to get in to get ready and he looks ready so mm-hmm. I don't you know I don't think there's going to be much of a hold up there and you know they always manage to work out the details on the 40 and 25 man roster all right, there's there's some options that they have, including moving Mike Clevenger to the 60-day DL, uh, which takes him off the 40-man the temporarily, or creates a spot on the 40-man temporarily. Uh, let's talk about candidates to go out then if uh, if these guys come in. You're looking at, uh, you know, Tyler Naquin, we mentioned, he's a guy who, who, after that opening series in Minnesota where he struck out six out of seven appearances, has – started to come around a little bit and you know the Terry Francona mentioned you know Tyler Naquin's competitiveness uh yesterday when when talking about you know 
not necessarily talking about the, uh, the, the possibility that he might be going out, but, uh, you know, just talking about Tyler Naquin's efforts since that last series. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, Naquin has shown the ability to go to left field. Uh, he hit a home run last night. Uh, you know, and he's hitting 300. I don't know how you send a guy down that's hitting 300. I know <laughs> he has the only option. guys on the roster hitting 300. Yeah, yeah. I, he has an option. Uh, I know he has an option, but so does Greg Allen. So does, uh, so does uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Bowers. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I think they can uh, manipulate this roster in a way where, you know, you don't have to – when Naquin wouldn't have to be sent down. The only thing is, Naquin's a left-handed hitter. Gonzalez is a left-handed hitter. You know, I, I think, you know, a numbers game comes into play there. You want to be able to make out make – out, uh, Francona has to be able to make out a balanced lineup. So, uh, we'll see how that works. But, uh, you know, I think another move, Joe, you know, when uh, they're going to have to call up a reliever today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would think uh, it looked like uh, – uh, John Edwards, you know, was getting the bad news last night in, in the locker room after the game that he was getting sent down. So, you know, that's a move, too, after going through six relievers uh, last night. Uh, they, they need a fresh arm, especially with Rodriguez. They don't know what they're going to get out of him tonight. So I think they want to have as many reinforcements in the bullpen as possible. Right. And and John Edwards, you know, make no mistake, that's a guy that Terry Francona was very high on in spring training, uh, said he expected him to to, to really – make a difference and, and pitch some, some meaningful innings for this club uh, during the season. So uh, I don't expect John Edwards to be down at AAA for too, too long. Uh, if, if they do have to make a move, just depending on, you know, the way things shake out. And as we were talking about with the possibility of having that fifth starting spot be sort of in flux and, and the possibility of the, you know, using an opener or whatnot, you're going to need, uh, you know, arms are going to need relievers to, to rotate in. And Edwards is one of those guys that they, they might rely on. Uh, yeah, and, and he's got options, you know, and that's what you watch. That's why you put two or three guys in the bullpen, younger guys, inexperienced guys with options. So you, when, when you, a, a game does happen like last night and the bullpen gets stressed, you can make moves. All right. Uh, and, you know, as, as far as candidates to come up, uh, you know, A.J. Cole is, is down there in Columbus, and he's a, he's a veteran guy who, who has starting experience and, uh, you know, is, is maybe stretched out enough to, do, to pitch a couple innings. Uh, he's a guy who could come up. Uh, and since, you know, since Columbus didn't play last night, all their relievers should be pretty fresh. So, you know, it's, it, they've got their choice. Uh, as far as the um, – the we talked about the outfield. We talked about uh, you know the infielders and, and and who might go out and come up, come up with Kipnis and Gonzalez. Uh, Lindor is on this trip and he's been rehabbing pretty hard. What's the latest on Lindor and and where you know he might wind up uh, as far as uh, the possibility of doing rehab? Yeah, uh, Lindor uh, is scheduled to run the bases Saturday today. Uh, if he does that, if all goes well there, uh, they're going to check in with uh, Dr. Uh, Robert Anderson from Green Bay, the guy they got the uh, second opinion on his left ankle from. And if he gives them the green light, he'll, he'll go out and start a rehab assignment, I would think. Maybe depending, you know, where, where they are, uh, Akron or, or, or Columbus. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's going to take him a while. I, I would think he's going to need – 
you know, 23. I mean, he's going to need 20, 30 at bats, don't you think, to, to get ready at least. Right. And, and he's going to have to, you know, and, and in this time of the year, you know, the games are with the, with the bad weather, you know, iffy weather, you, you don't know how long it's going to take. But, you know, I, he, you know, he's doing everything right now. He looked pretty good. He's looked good swinging the bat. He's taking ground balls. He's still running cautiously. Mm-hmm. You know, running the bases cautiously so uh we'll see how that goes but I would think uh you know that he's going to get green lighted here pretty soon and he, he should be back up sometime in May you know early May maybe late at the best April late April but I think he's going to need uh you know he's going to need some games he's got to get 23 I, I would think 20 to 30 at bats in the minors at least right and you know just just from watching him doing his rehab while they were in Detroit uh, he was he was running. He didn't look like he was like full pushing, running right. the whole time. And and when he was fielding ground balls, he wasn't you know making hard cuts to get to the ground balls and things like that. It, it almost sounded like they were they were holding him back just a little there. So there, there's probably still a progression or two that he needs to to get through before he can go. But yeah, you know, really, that's it looked uh, like he was wearing it, some kind of splint on his ankle too, some kind of protective. It, it, it looked thing. like that, uh, that kinesia tape or whatever on, yeah. on his ankle. That's that's sort of you know just like a, a wrap of some sort, nothing you know bulky. Just looking at uh, Akron's schedule, the uh, the Rubber Ducks uh, when the Indians come home to open that series on uh, the nineteenth against Atlanta, the Rubber Ducks are at home for a weekend for a homestand. Uh, three against Bowie and three against Binghamton. Uh, so you know that's a possibility. Yeah. You might see you might see Frankie go down there just just because it's close and and they're they're right there. So yeah, yeah I don't he, know if he'll, yeah if they get good news on him, Joe from the doctor. I don't know if he makes a trip to Seattle. Maybe he just goes. You know if they if they can find out something this weekend mm-hmm. or Monday, maybe he just goes straight to a rehab from uh, from Kansas City here. Right. All right, Paul, so we have any uh questions from our listeners as we uh we get ready for for this weekend's games. Yeah, we've got some Joe and uh as you can imagine the natives are a little restless here. <laughs> uh, this from uh Terry Tose in uh, Macedonia. Have the Indians ever had a worse shortstop than Eric Stamets? Talk about being overmatched offensively. Uh <laughs> I, I would say, you know, yes, uh, in, in terms of offensively, he's, he's really sort of struggling to find himself out there. Uh, defensively, he's had a couple of errors, but he always comes, seems to come back in that Detroit series. He made a couple of really nice plays that, off of his teammates, ironically enough. He had a play um, in, I, I believe it was in the first game of the series, uh, where a ball that Miguel Cabrera hit uh, bounced off of, uh, Jose Ramirez and Stamos made a play over in the hole and knew he had Cabrera running, so he made a nice strong throw and got him. Uh, and then in the, the game on Thursday, same thing. Uh, ball hit up the middle off the pitcher, and Stamos was in a shift, and the ball gla- uh, you know caromed over to him. He made the play at, at first base. Uh, defensively, I don't think he's overwhelmed by anything. Uh, offensively, it's still a big question at the plate. And, you know, this is a guy who can – at any moment can strike out on three pitches. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. You know, when I when I look at statements at the plate, I think of Felix Fermin, I think of Mike <laughs> Fishland, shortstops like that. Uh, so the Indians have had guys like this. And, uh, you know, and I think if uh, Stamets, if, you know, if he 
you know, he, he, I think we got to give this guy a break. He's, he's, he's dressing in the same locker room, you know, as, as Francisco Lindor. It's not like Lindor is, is gone, you know, or back in Cleveland rehabbing. He's two lockers down from him. Right. So, you know, he's, he knows he's on borrowed time. He knows, you know, that his reputation is a, is a defensive shortstop. And he knows, uh, you know, that he, he has trouble at the plate. So, I, you know, with everything going on, I think, uh, you know, this is the least of their worries, really. This is right. – they knew Stamets couldn't hit. They, they, they just wanted him to catch the ball, and he's done a decent job at that. You know, when, when you look at this lineup, there's a lot more holes in this lineup than Eric Stamets. Right. All right, what else have we got? We got another one here from Andy Meese from Sandusky. Uh, could the Tribe have multiple Cy Young finalists at the end of this season if everyone stays healthy? Well, I think you can scratch one off the board with uh, Mike Clevenger. Uh, the, that would be, be one of their Cy Young finalists that they, is not going to be uh, in the running. Uh, I still think Trevor Bauer uh, is – he's probably one of the league-wide favorites right now to to, to do it. And, and he's doing it, you know – the right way. I, I, he's going out there and he's, he's really taking care of business. Uh, the rough outing in Detroit, I think we, we can, you know, scratch that off. I, I think he's going to come back uh, against Seattle and have a really good game plan and attack it. Uh, Corey Kluber would be the, the big question mark. If, if he's, if he can get back to being Corey Kluber, uh, which, which he, he did, he looked more like him uh, in Detroit in his last start, uh, I think then, th- yes, there's your multiple Cy Young finalists right there. Yeah, and they had it last year. They've had it for two years, the last two years. They had Kluber and Carrasco two years ago, and they had Bauer and uh, Bauer and Kluber last year. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this, that's, uh, this is a trend. This is a good trend. Correct. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, they should keep that going. Uh, here's, here's one uh, that I know you're going to like, Joe. This is from Tim Reddick off of Twitter. Here's what the Indians should do. They should sign, they should sign Dallas Keuchel, and when he's ready to pitch, they should trade Kluber to Milwaukee or San, San Diego for an outfielder. Keuchel and Kluber's salaries would be a wash. What do you think about that proposal? Uh, um, I no, no, because you know what you've got with with Corey Kluber, basically. Uh, Dallas Keuchel, you'd be rolling the dice with him. Uh, this is not a team that's going to be spending new money. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. And that we, we've been hear- hearing this since the offseason. I, I don't see them. Plus, Dallas Keuchel would be uh, more than a month away from being able to, to, to help you in a game. And, and even then, you don't know what you're going to get when he does show up. So, yeah, no, you, stick, I, you stick with Kluber. Yeah, I agree with you. I, you know, and I think uh, – Maybe this guy wrote this question before Clevenger got hurt, but mm-hmm. I mean, how long is it going to take Keuchel to get ready? I mean, it takes pitchers six weeks to get ready. So, you know, you, you, you're waiting on Keuchel and you, and you trade, you trade Kluber, then you're, then you're missing Clevenger. You're down two pitchers, right. you know? So you're really, so I, you know, maybe that's a, maybe that's a, uh, maybe that's a proposal to look at in the off season, but I, I, I think it would, you know, you're creating, you're creating two holes to fill one hole. Yeah, that that doesn't make any sense. Uh, I, I I think people. It, the funny thing is, at, people wanted to say at the beginning of the uh, the off season how how terrible the bullpen was going to be and how how much of a struggle it was going to be there. 
the bullpen has actually been the most consistent and best performing group on this this squad so far. Uh, if, if you look at it behind the the starting pitching when when they're going good, I, I think they've they've had way fewer lapses uh, through the first you know dozen or so games of this season than they did last season at this time. Okay, and one more here from Mark Lasher from Bangor. Um, what changes are coming to the outfield? Uh, Greg Allen needs to play every day, whether it's in Cleveland or Columbus. And when is Cargo going to be ready? I think Cargo's pretty much ready now. It's just a matter of, of having the opportunity to, to get him up and get him in the lineup. Uh, I agree with the, the assessment on Greg Allen. I think he needs to play more. But I also think that he's, you know, he's a valuable asset on the bench here in, 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 with the big league club because he can hit from both sides of the plate. He can run the bases if you need to late in the game. And, you know, he's, he's good defensively. I think he's a good fourth outfielder, but you know, if, if he's not going to get the at bats that that he needs in order to become a consistent hitter, if he's if he's sitting on the bench here in Cleveland. Yeah, I think you're right, Joe. I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, they they got rid of kind of the veteran guys on this team, Raja and and Geyer, guys that filled that role, and they're trying to you know fit Greg Allen kind of a round peg into a square hole right here when. And, you know, I think he is valuable, like you said, switch hitter, can run. But it would be nice to see him play every day, too, as well. And But maybe this is his role. Maybe, you know, Tito likes him in this role. And, you know, playing, playing coming off the bench in the big leagues is better than playing every day at AAA. So we'll see how that works out. Right. Uh, you know, I bet you if you ask Greg Allen, he, he would definitely yeah, want to yeah, stay with the big league club. That That's for sure. But uh, – and and you've got to give Oscar Mercado down at AAA the opportunity to play every day as well because, you know, the, you saw what the potential was there during spring training. So uh, maybe by keeping Allen on the bench here in, in with the big league club, you're, you're creating, you know, the opportunity for Mercado to play as well. Yeah, that's a great point. Definitely. Great point. All right. Well, uh, Another uh, getting ready for the uh, the trip from KC to to Seattle. That's uh, always a fun one, uh, Paul. Uh, uh, looking forward to anything uh, in, in, that you're looking forward to seeing from this team in the in the coming week. Yeah, I'm going to see how they, if they can keep the ball in the park against the Mariners. <laughs> that's that's a pretty potent lineup, and uh, the Indians helped them by sending Edward Edwin Encarnacion to uh, to them for uh, Carlos Santana. So that's going to be an interesting series. The Indians always play well in Seattle. They you know they 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 have a great you know over you know great history against the Mariners, uh, overall record against the Mariners, but. Uh, this, uh, the Mariners are supposed to be rebuilding, and they're, and they're 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 running away with the AL West, man. Right, it, it's a lineup powered by, like you said, former Indians Edward Encarnacion and Jay Bruce is on that team as well, yeah. and he's hitting the ball uh, a, a ton as well. So, should be a fun uh, fun series to watch, and uh, you know, Trevor Bauer is going to open that series against uh, uh, Kikuchi, uh, the, the the lefty from from Japan. Uh, the young kid who, who looks pretty good. Um, so it should be a lot of fun uh, watching that series. Uh, that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Uh, Paul, uh, you know, safe travels to the to the great Northwest later on this uh, this weekend. And, and we'll talk to you again soon uh, when, when you get back from Seattle. Uh, great talking to you, Joe. We'll see you, man.